The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show. Today, you'll hear the truth in wealth building from the team at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. The truth in wealth building knowledge is brought to you every week on the Financial Focus Radio Network. Hey everyone out there in radio land, thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. I'm your host, Josh Finelli. Uh, my usual co-host, Tyler Simonis, is down in Arizona for some baseball uh, for his son for the first half of the show, but he'll be joining us via the magic of digital radio for the second half. Uh, wishing Finn well. Hopefully they're uh, winning some games. Uh, forgive me if I sound a little tired this morning. I am a new dad times two, and uh, my three-year-old's having a bit of a hard time adjusting to our new baby who came about a month early, and uh, kudos to my wife, but uh, she's been up all night, which means I've been up quite a bit too, so I'm a little bit tired, so please forgive me. But uh, definitely a interesting and action-packed failed week uh, here in the shortened trading week. Of course, uh, stock and bond markets were closed for Monday, so uh, just four days of action, but uh, lots of different cross-currents so many cross currents, all these different divergent narratives, and just a complete lack of uncertainty amongst market participants of uh, which way this is going. Certainly the definition of a choppy trade, but uh, turning straight to the markets, NASDAQ had a great week, up 2.5%, uh, still continuing a little bit of that bear market bounce in our estimation. Uh, small caps, good week as well, up 2.1% for the week. Uh, developed international stocks uh, did about one and a half percent. Emerging markets, the outperformer uh, on, on the international front, up 1.9 percent, and the S&P 500, the lagger, laggard at about 1.6 percent for the week. But certainly continuing that uh, great action on Friday before the long weekend, and again a little bit of a bear market bounce. It certainly feels a little bit nicer to see uh, increased account values, but. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's over, and our our argument has long been that uh, when we see the things that are doing well, and I'll talk about that more in the second segment this week, uh, it tells us that there's probably more action to go. But jumping into the action-filled Newsweek, um, remember, the, the point of the show and your job as an investor is to try to see the forest through the trees, and that's what we try to try to bring you here. Uh, looking over to commodities markets, huge round trip in the oil market, uh, down, finished down $3 for the week, but we broke uh, that $100 barrel mark, which seemed almost impossible about two weeks ago, uh, but regained most of it back in, in the end of the week. Gold down $70 this week to $17.40 an ounce. Uh, Fed minutes this week uh, came out after that June rate hike. It's been three weeks since they raised interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point. But uh, the Fed minutes, basically just a synopsis of all the thinking there, gave us insight into really the continued hawkishness, hawkishness and consensus that they're on the right path. Even the doves, the Kashkaris and the Brainerds of the world uh, are of the belief that continued interest rate increases uh, at a relatively high magnitude 
uh, need to continue. The Atlanta Fed's GDP Now survey came out, uh, points to a 1.2% projected decline for the quarter. Remember, that's an annualized number, so uh, about four-tenths of a percentage point decrease for the quarter. Uh, not not material, but that would, uh, in theory, put us within the definition of a technical recession, which is two straight quarters of uh, declining GDP growth. Uh, but there's also that pesky National Bureau of Economic Research, NBER, that actually officially declares a recession. They usually do it retroactively, and they are going to rely on jobs data in addition to uh, that uh, negative GDP prints quarter on quarter. And uh, we're just not seeing that. I'll talk about the jobs number here in a second. But, um, you know, the focus of the Fed, as clear from the minutes, is that they're very, very acutely focused on this idea that they want to avoid the embedded expectation of inflation. Inflation uh, has become a topic of dinner table conversations. I know it certainly plagued a lot of my dinner table conversations with uh, clients and friends, but it's something that is becoming embedded within the consumer's expectation, and that's precisely what they want to avoid and why they're likely going to steer us into that hard landing that seems so inevitable that uh, the financial talking heads want to convince you uh, is possible to avoid. I will say that uh, the jobs number that came out this week, which was a blockbuster, uh, made me feeling a little sanguine uh, about about the data. Uh, the problem with the jobs number is it's backward looking. It's a lagging economic indicator. The June jobs number came out 372,000 jobs. Uh, expectation was only 250, so uh, certainly caught the market flat-footed, but uh, the news that emerged from that is basically when you started digging underneath the hood a little bit, there's been an explosion in part-time employment. So there's a lot, we've talked about this over the last few quarters, but a lot of people out there embarking on multiple different job paths, whether it's driving Uber, delivering food, uh, there's just a not, there's an under full employment. There's still 1.9 jobs out there for every available worker. What I've been arguing here for quite a while is that uh, that is not something that really accurately reflects the reality, which is there, you know, you have this bifurcation in the labor market where the jobs that we need are not desired by the people looking for jobs. And it's going to lead to significant wage push inflation in uh, essential services, whether you're talking about uh, plumbers, electricians, anyone out there that owns a house has already experienced this. The HVAC guy, uh, you know, pretty extensive wage growth in those sectors, as evidenced by the report. Uh, real wage growth, still negative. Uh, wages were up 5.1% on an annualized basis uh, in June. So you're starting to see uh, the infancy of wage push inflation, but it's still uh, negative on a real basis. Another report showed that layoffs accelerated in June, uh, 35,000 mostly centered on the tech industry. And uh, I think if the Fed has any hopes of a soft landing, uh, what you may see and what you know the data is starting to demonstrate is there's a bit of a disproportionate impact on uh, certain sectors within the broader economy that have been driving a lot of uh, you know what's, I would argue, is illusory growth uh, over the last couple of years, driven in large part solely by monetary policy. But uh, my point is, you know, Twitter did a bunch of layoffs on Friday uh, before, as we were preparing for the show, but uh, there's a lot of workers in the unprofitable tech space uh, 
that may be uh, facing a dynamic where they didn't quite have the clout uh, that they had over the last decade or so. And uh, as the cost of capital continues to go up and balance sheets on those non-profitable tech names and startups that uh, have sky-high valuations with no hopes of earnings nor uh, any obvious path to profitability, uh, as, as those cash balances get whittled down in the months to come, uh, you're probably going to see a very changing dynamic in that labor market particularly. But uh, speaking back to that bifurcation, I mentioned certain sectors of the labor market, just there is just not enough people willing to do the job. Uh, good growth in leisure and hospitality uh, in June, it's another space that needs to see significant uh, wage growth to actually fill the jobs which will further exacerbate inflationary pressures in the months to come. Uh, speaking about the geopolitical <laughs> events this week, which last thing I want to touch on, but uh, were massive. Of course, uh, a no-confidence vote in Boris Johnson over in the United Kingdom uh, resulted in uh, his resignation as prime minister. Uh, Conservative Party there needs to come up with a new candidate to replace him. And uh, tragic news out of Japan on Friday is uh, the longest-serving prime minister, uh, Shinzo Abe, who's always a very staunch advocate of rearming, uh, countering uh, communist Chinese, and uh, staunch advocate and ally to the United States, and, of course, famous for Abenomics, his uh, supply-side-driven um, uh, economic experiment <laughs> that's... Uh, been embarked, assassinated on Friday, so uh, condolences to them. But as always, if you want to be part of the show, please give us a call, one eight seven seven six seven zero seven one one seven. And if you'd like to talk to us and have us take a look at your portfolio, please give us a call at one eight hundred seven four three zero nine eight eight. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. that each day your average customer spends 10 minutes using Google and six hours on the rest of the Internet? Hmm, that means the Internet beats Google 18 to 1. Wow, Combined Communications Digital Advertising gives you affordable access to every potential customer on all their devices every day, mobile, computer, and smart TV. When you see what we can do, we believe you will be amazed. Combined Communications Digital Advertising. Say hello on our contact page at bendradio.com. That's bendradio.com. If it leaks, pump strips, or burst, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. 
Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, pops, strips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer-dryers in the two- and three-bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one-, two-, or three-bedrooms, and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand-new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bed. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two- and three-bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. What if I told you there was a way to step into another gear for your brain and be much sharper, more focused, and improve your memory to a level that you could only dream about and notice these results in 30 minutes? Hard to believe? Neuroscientists are calling this new brain discovery the biggest advancement in brain science to date. It's called Limitless, the brain pill of the future. Take it, and within 30 minutes, you'll transport your mind to a new level of focus and clarity you would have never thought possible. I took Limitless, and it started working in minutes. All of a sudden, it felt like a dark cloud had been lifted up right before my eyes. I have a mental clarity I've never felt before. Biz execs, athletes, teachers, and students are calling Limitless a secret weapon for the brain. You have nothing to lose, so call now and find out how to get a free bottle today. To find out how to get a free bottle of Limitless, call 800-680-9416. That's 800-680-9416. Free bottles for a limited time. Call now, 800-680-9416. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on our social networks, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen to past shows, get our daily market blog, and keep up to date on market happenings. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. I'm your host, Josh Finelli, my usual co-host, Tyler Simonis, uh, out this week, but he will be joining me for the second half of the show uh, via the magic of digital radio. And again, as I mentioned in the onset of the show, apologies if I sound a bit tired. Uh, I'm a new dad for the second time, and our son, Matthias, came uh, about three and a half weeks early, so he's been a little bit difficult, but uh, my wife has been (laughs) doing a great job, and uh, our three-year-old, Grayson, is having a little bit of a tough time adjusting, uh, and he's going through that phase where he comes out of his bedroom every two minutes for an hour or so after we put him to bed. So it's been a rough week uh, for my first week back in the office after a week off, but I certainly picked a good week to come back because markets have been very exciting, as they always are. Uh, for, to kick off this segment, I wanted to talk about uh, 
a little chart that is kind of in the annals of the financial advisory handout, but it's a squiggly line that shows the market cycle, and it has all of these different emotions uh, that investors experience over the course of a market cycle uh, overlaid on that chart of the market going up and down. And on the way up, of course, uh, the first one you feel is optimism as uh, you get to see the account values appreciate and then you get excited as you watch your account value continue to appreciate and I remember all of those conversations I was having uh, during the middle of last year as the S&P continued its relentless rise 27% higher for the year and you know near the end of the year of course it almost worked perfectly but uh, the exuberance that was out there that characterized a lot of the conversations I had and of course there was a prevalent desire to take more risk and uh, there's a quote overlaid on this chart that I have in front of me and uh, I feel great about my portfolio and I remember so many of those conversations uh, you know, we are rules-based investors, so uh, back on December 20th, we were, of course, selling equities and buying back risk-reducing fixed income, and because right after that stage of exuberance, of course, comes the point of maximum risk, and that's precisely when uh, most retail investors out there actually want to own more stock, and I can't tell you how many conversations I had in December of last year where uh, a client or a prospective client wanted to compare their performance to the S&P 500 and of course uh, our answer universally is could you experience the downside of the S&P 500 and not change your behavior uh, that answer changes of course when you're in the midst of it but a lot of those investors that wanted to compare their performance to the S&P 500 uh, conversely are the same ones uh, that have gone to cash here uh, during 2022 and they weren't able to take the heat. They only want to take the heat, of course, uh, when things are good. But when you keep going down that trajectory of emotions, uh, the first one on that uh, path towards the trough is, of course, denial. Uh, and then one of those overlaid quotes is a temporary setback. I'm a long-term investor. I heard a lot of that at the beginning of this year, and that, those tunes are changing. Fear is the next one. Desperation followed by panic. And then there's that thought that maybe the markets just aren't for me. And, of course, that is the point of capitulation, which in turn is the point of maximum opportunity. And we get to see, uh, obviously, hundreds of iterations of investor psychology play out and can say that one thing characterizes the most successful investors amongst our clients. And uh, they are the people that want to take risk when everyone around them is fearful. And... Uh, you get to that trough in markets. I don't know if we're there right now, but uh, the emotion that best characterizes that time, of course, is depression. And I had a client meeting this week with uh, a client I really like. He was, he's in his 80s, so he's seen a lot of different market cycles. He's already ahead of the curve here because I don't know if we're at a bottom, but he's at apathy and indifference. And those are a couple of the emotions that characterize that uh, ascent out of the trough. And uh, reluctance is, of course, the next one as we get to this point where no one and disbelief, uh, where that's kind of where you begin to crawl out of the trough and no one actually believes that this is the rally and just want everyone out there to consider what if the bottom of the market was June 16th when the S&P 500 was down about 24% how do you know that it was the bottom were you ready then to put your cash to work again and if not are you ready now uh, the time that you spend in markets is the greatest driver of your forward return 
all of the best days happen almost immediately after the worst ones, and it's something to consider. And you want to be a contrarian because sentiment and, you know, the, the idea that everyone out there, expectation is never realized. So have a disparate perception, and ultimately that's what's going to succeed. Uh, out of the genesis of that client meeting that I had this week where uh, that elderly gentleman spoke of his apathy and indifference toward markets, uh, it's, we talked a lot about consumer sentiment. And I, I wanted to talk about skewed normality in this segment because... Uh, we're at a time, the Consumer Sentiment Index, uh, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment's only been around since 1950. Uh, so, but during, since 1950, you know, 72 years of existence, there have been times uh, when consumer sentiment was markedly higher than it is today, despite the broado, broader environment being <laughs> markedly worse. And that's what's interesting to me uh, from that statistic and just knowing that reality is, I think it's per perhaps a consequence of the information age itself. And one of the paradoxes of the information age is, of, of course, that, you know, what is truth and is there truth anymore? Uh, but also there's just too much information. And I can't tell you how many client conversations I've had over the last year where they have, you know, our client base has just completely tuned out the news because it makes them so pessimistic and so dour. And uh, this overwhelming cascade of information that we're confronted with every day, it's tough to tune it out. And uh, is now really any different? Or are five, is $5 gas worse than 1974 when you waited in line for hours to maybe get gas if it was available? Uh, I don't think so. And, you know, there's definitely a bifurcation in the economy and uh, certain income segments doing well relative to the rest of the population. But uh, should consumer sentiment be the worst since the onset of that poll in 1950? Uh, I'm not so sure. There's always a wall of worry that needs to be climbed in markets. But uh, I think a lot of it comes down to this concern about the direction of the country itself, uh, maybe a general malaise. Uh, about the direction that policymakers have taken us over the last couple of years, maybe a general recognition that no particular political party has a monopoly on incompetence. Uh, I think that's one that those of us in the center are well aware of, but uh, the fringe, fringes of the political spectrum are not willing to acknowledge that one. Uh, but I just wanted to talk about that. But I also wanted to give a little bit of context as it relates to rates and this idea that everything is going to return back to normal. Um, you know, history is, is a really good guide here. But Remember, since 1960, the Fed funds rate's been at 4.8%, and it's averaged 1.6% above inflation. Today, Fed funds rate's 8% below the inflation rate. So this increase in interest rates, while it's painful in the near term, we all should want this because it's what ultimately is going to set us up for a stronger economic foundation going forward. And uh, I hate making less money. I hate watching account values decline. But I know that what Paul Volcker did in the early 1980s set us up for an 18-year bull run in stocks. And so accept that a couple quarters is just a moment in time, and we this too shall pass. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
The most news, the most traffic, the most weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110, KBND, Bend. In my opinion, the single worst written Supreme Court decision of all time is just pathologically stupid garbage, the Casey decision. At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. What the hell kind of new agey bullcrap is that? Especially when you're talking about legislation. And when you're talking about legislation that affects other interests, like, you know, the unborn human being. Dan Bongino, weekdays 9 till noon, only on FM News 100.1 and News Talk 1110 KBND. Looking for ways to save money? Coastal has you covered. It's the three-day sale going on now. Coastal Farm and Ranch. We're just what the country needs. At Coastal, we might not be able to do much about the economy, but we can help you save money during the Coastal three-day sale going on now. You'll find savings throughout the store on everything the country needs. Keep cool with the Comfort Zone 20-inch high-velocity fan, only $49.99. Plus, save 30% off all hoses and sprinklers and 25% off Coleman 316 hard-sided coolers up to 120 quart. Enjoy three days of savings in-store or online at CoastalCountry.com with in-store or curbside pickups or have everything shipped to your home. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bend. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Hello there, this is Christy from the Cosmic Depot. The only constant is change at Cosmic. This is a small store that serves a great many people's diverse and meaningful needs. Best efforts are made to find the intersection between the wants of our community and my passions, one of which is beading. Because I choose to only carry products that I believe in, the opportunity to supply more natural stone beads, seed beads, and beading supplies in our community is one I am taking at the Cosmic Depot. I have been an avid beater for 30 years, so I know what we are craving to have available here in Central Oregon. Cosmic offers an outstanding array of silver jewelry and now beads to make your own jewelry with. Anyone with a tribal ID receives 20% off all smudging and beading supplies at Cosmic Depot. Come on by and see what's in store. We are open seven days a week at 342 Northeast Clay and Bend. Hi, I'm Tony Goldwyn. Ukraine remains under attack. 
Millions of people have fled, creating the fastest growing refugee crisis in modern history. Children and families are seeking safety. AmeriCares is meeting the health needs of people caught in this terrible crisis with critical medicine and supplies and local partnerships to get aid where it's most needed. We are ready to do more, so let's work together. Together, we can improve health. Together, we can save lives. Learn how at americares.org slash help Ukraine. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get straightforward financial advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows by going to financialfocusradio.com or download our smartphone app today. Hey, everyone out there. Thanks for catching us on Financial Focus Radio. If you want to call into the show, which we really appreciate, uh, please give us a ring at 877-670 or 7117. Uh, or alternatively, you can email us at either Josh or Tyler at NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com, all spelled out uh, with your questions, and we will do our best to answer them. But we definitely love participation, and happy Saturday out there to everyone. I hope you're all enjoying your weekend. Uh, unless you are a USC or UCLA fan, uh, very upset about the LA schools selling out the Pac-12 and going to the Big Ten and wishing you uh, future seasons of losses at the hands of Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, but I certainly hope that the Pac-12 can come up with some sort of solution, maybe a merger with the Big 12 or something to stay relevant on the national stage, though I suppose the uh, inevitable change and grind towards an NFL-like college football landscape where two super conferences like the AFC and the NFC are just monetized to the extreme and there's only 40 or 50 participants. It's probably where we're heading by 2030. And of course, money rules everything. And if they say it's not about money, it's definitely about money. But uh, the genesis of this segment uh, that I wanted to talk about is an astound astonishing great article in, uh, in Institutional Investor. Uh, the public pension anti-herding portfolio. And uh, the pension landscape is quite interesting, very similar to the endowment landscape in that uh, public pensions use uh, retiree money, public employee money, uh, and they go waste it, uh, obscene levels of waste uh, in the private investment space. 80% uh, of public pensions out there have negative alpha, meaning they have this vast infrastructure of highly compensated, highly educated individuals that go out there looking for the best investments. Uh, and, you know, in the industry, what you've seen is this massive shift toward alternative investments, um, whether they're, they're liquid alts, private real estate, private equity. Uh, in the pension space, they're not necessarily doing the individual buying in most instances. They're actually just allocating the money to managers. So you have this double fee structure layer that is eroding the returns of uh, public employees out there. And of course, one big piece of news that emerged last week, um, the Ontario Teachers Pension Fund actually made a big seed investment in Celsius, one of these uh, crypto blowups vaporized several hundred million dollars worth of hard-earned retiree money uh, just betting on nonsense. Uh, but I suppose that should be par for the course. And uh, this great article, An Institutional Investor, just talks 
about uh, if institutions just indexed relative to what this massive high cost uh, infrastructure that they've embraced, uh, their returns would be significantly better. Uh, they're in fact destroying uh, massive amounts of value. You know, one of the big picture themes that characterizes the broader asset management industry today is this whole idea of public versus private investing. And decades ago, uh, there was a dearth of money in the private investment space. And that led to outsized returns in that particular asset class. And uh, one of the underlying fundamental drivers of this uh, of, pub of this public-private thing, in the private investment space, because there's not necessarily liquidity in those investments, uh, the theory goes that the lack of liquidity should lead to higher expected returns over time. It's called the liquidity premium. And uh, what happens and what's generally characterized this distinction is there has been this obscene amount of money that has flowed into the private investment space. And any time you see a significant amount of flow towards a particular asset, uh, you can bet because time and time again, it's just like the law of thermodynamics or the law of gravity, but uh, money, when too much money enters a space, it will depress uh, your ability to extrapolate higher expected returns in the future. And many private investments, you know, there's a significant lag in the markdown of private investments relative to their public market counterparts. Uh, the the so-called down round in the venture capital space, uh, where a, a business, a startup raises money at a lesser valuation than the previous uh, fundraising round, uh, those are occurring on a weekly basis today. Uh, there's a great example in Bend of a company with an obscenely stupid valuation relative to uh, you know, to a path to profitability, who knows when. But my point is just that uh, there is going to be very depressed future returns in that private investment space for the only reason that there's too much money chasing too few ideas. And uh, do the opposite of what the herd is trying to get you to do. And uh, we are bombarded now on a constant basis by asset managers uh, proclaiming the death of the so-called 60-40 portfolio and providing solutions to uh, what, you know, the industry always creates problems in perception to a need or always creates products in perception to uh, the perception of a problem or the perception of a need. And what you're seeing now is this massive rise of uh, alternative investment managers that want you to buy into uh, private equity and all of these spaces when uh, an allocation towards that within your portfolio is precisely the wrong time. Uh, those investors have no more degree of competence than any other investor. <laughs> and that's sort of the laughable, uh, opaque nature of the industry itself, actually, is that uh, you are you believe you're paying for some degree of skill or expertise, but when you look at the data, uh, the S&P 500 crushes 95% of the hedge fund industry, similar to the same thing it does to the active managed, actively managed mutual fund industry. Uh, it is no different, but uh, Institutional Investor, great article about the anti-herding portfolio and showing that uh, 
85% of public pension fund managers have significant negative alpha, negative alpha uh, meaning they are getting paid stupid amounts of money to destroy the value of their investors. And should we be surprised? Uh, I don't think so. But turning over to a great piece of news that I found in Financial Advisor magazine this week, uh, sales of U.S. Series I savings bonds uh, went came in at $3.5 billion in June. That's 950% higher compared uh, to the same month last year. We've talked about Series I bonds uh, quite a bit on the show. If you're a married couple, twenty grand that you have sitting in cash that you don't want to deploy into equities and it's just sort of ballast money that you're not going to need liquidity out of for the next year, that is a great solution. Uh, the tier, current ones pay 9.62%, so $1,800 bucks. Uh, for maybe 30 minutes, hour of your time, the uh, treasurydirect.gov interface is looks like it was built in the 1990s, but uh, supposedly they're upgrading that. But um, obscene amounts of money flowing to that space. I had an interesting question from a client last week, but uh, they asked why they can't buy more. And, you know, of course, when you start thinking about intuitively, the government would go broke pretty quick uh, if we were paying 9.6% interest on bonds. So, of course, there's a statutory cap on what people can actually buy because uh, government funding costs would skyrocket if that were the case. I know there's a bipartisan effort in Congress to reduce or to increase that cap a bit, uh, some American Savings Act or something, but uh, enable the retail investor to buy a little bit more, which would help at least preserve the purchasing power on that money. But again, 20 grand uh, maximum for a married couple, 10 grand each. Uh, so 1800 bucks for a lot of people out there. That's a pretty, pretty material yield on, on an hour or two worth of time. So something to consider available on treasurydirect.gov. Uh, we've been talking about it for a while, but uh, I've definitely seen a massive uptick in the number of our clients uh, going down that path and haven't met anyone that wasn't satisfied uh, with making that choice so far in 2022. Uh, beyond that, if you have incremental funds, of course, be greedy when everyone around you is fearful. And conversely, like in December, be fearful when everyone around you is greedy. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Ben's largest selection of quality outdoor furniture in stock and ready for delivery at Powderhouse Ski and Patio. Now's the time to create your outdoor room. Powderhouse will get you ready for summer. Choose from in-stock styles or create a unique custom order. Central Oregon has an endless supply of sunny days to enjoy in your backyard. Outdoor wicker furniture brings timeless comfort to your patio. 
Stay cool on hot days under the shade of a colorful new umbrella. Or enjoy the cool evenings around a cozy fire pit. Go green with maintenance-free Adirondacks, made from recycled plastic, available in 20 colors. Powderhouse has everything you need to complete your backyard paradise, including pillows, umbrellas, and outdoor rugs. Powderhouse has the largest selection of casual outdoor furniture in Central Oregon. Stop in today and relax in one of 40 sets on display. Open daily 9 to 6, Powderhouse Ski and Patio on Century Drive in Bend. Sun River Owners Association presents Turf Tunes, a free concert and variety show series every Sunday from 3 till 6 p.m. now through July 17th at Sharks John Gray Amphitheater in Sun River. Turf Tunes is fun for the whole family and supported by SROA, Sun River Brewing Company, Best Best, and Krieger Attorneys at Law, Sun River Chamber of Commerce, Coastal Farm and Ranch, and this station. Visit sunrivershark.com for more info. That's sunriversharc.com. The studio's newsroom and offices at KBND Radio have been dust bunny free for years. We rely on affordable, quality maintenance. Keep your facilities customer ready with dependable, detailed people. We recommend affordable, quality maintenance. Online at aqmgenitorial.com. The stories no one else can bring you are here. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND. It's been a while since I gave myself a real chance to meet someone new. Susan and John are two kindred spirits who rediscovered the romance they deserve on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for singles over 50. John is a massive foodie like me. It's been amazing to experience some of my favorite things again with someone who makes my heart beat faster. I'm so glad I got back out there. Sign up today at silversingles.com romance. That's silversingles.com romance. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show, the truth in wealth building. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining Financial Focus Radio. I'm your host, Josh Finelli. Uh, we do offer a free portfolio review out there for uh, investors with over 500000 in investable assets. Our uh, number to reach us there is 800-743-0988. We'll promise to give you an honest opinion and never bug you again. But if you do want to engage us, that number again, 800 743 0988. Well, on Friday, it marked a pretty monumental piece of history, 90 years uh, since the Dow Jones closed at 41, and that was the bottom of the Great Depression in 1932. Uh, stocks fell 89.2% 89 from their highs on September 3rd of 1929. Of course, three years of grinding lower uh, Tough to deal with psychologically, I'm sure, but the destruction uh, and speculation going on in uh, the end of the so-called Roaring Twenties, pretty astonishing. And, of course, it took decades to climb back uh, to those highs reached in 1929. 
hopefully not something uh, that we're dealing with today, but definitely uh, creeping concerns out there of stagflation. Wanted to take the opportunity this segment, actually. Uh, I wasn't here uh, due to the birth of my son uh, when the official end of the quarter uh, occurred on June 31st, and Tyler did the show on his own last week, so and I wasn't actually able to connect with him. So hopefully he didn't uh, revisit a summary of first half performance. I don't think he did, but uh, I wanted to revisit where we've been so far uh, in 2022 on an asset level, commodity level, talk about sort of this uh, different camps that are developing in markets, where expectations are, uh, but important to know where we've been, where valuations lie. Uh, remember, markets peaked uh, January 4th, at least in the S&P 500. That inflection point, uh, as it related to broader markets, really actually occurred the day after Thanksgiving when Jay Powell uh, was out there in front of Congress telling everyone, you know, it sort of set off these major alarm bells within the asset management industry. Like, well, wait, interest rates are going to have to go up a lot, and it's going to have to happen quickly. And all of this absolutely ludicrous accommodative policy uh, that's been going on uh, as a result of coronavirus that got extended for a year longer than it necessarily should have. And policymakers, I think, have finally come around to that conclusion. But uh, it all the inflection point was that Black Friday uh, right after Thanksgiving, but um, g markets continued moving higher, but there was some big changes occurring underneath the surface. But since the start of the year, uh, as of through Friday, the S&P 500 down 18.1%. Of course, the lows uh, back there in the middle of June, we actually were down 24% for the year. Uh, a year where diversification, uh, depending upon where you are, has actually worked okay. Uh, international developed stocks are down 19.6% through the first half of the year. Uh, Mid-caps, surprisingly, uh, down 19.8%. Uh, certainly at odds with the advice that we've given, pe given people out there where mid-caps have been your bastion of safety. What I would say, though, uh, and this has been true in past recessionary cycles, is mid-caps have bounced significantly higher off their lows uh, than any other major equity asset class. And uh, that's usually why uh, we have an overweight allocation to them within retirement portfolios because of those characteristics of resiliency. And this time seems to be proving uh, that the history is right. And mid-caps, though underperforming the S&P by about 170 bips year-to-date, uh, bounced dramatic, the delta off the low, significantly higher. And the earnings resiliency there, I would argue, uh, quite a bit better. Small caps have actually outperformed the S&P 500 uh, by about a half a percent year-to-date, as measured by the S&P small cap 600. Small caps are down 17.7% year-to-date. I think something that has gone unnoticed by a lot of people out there I remember some conversations I had earlier this year where uh, some loony people out there were telling me that the dollar was going away and uh, George Soros, yada, 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 um, you know, babies getting ground up and injected in vaccines, all that kind of crazy stuff. But uh, the dollar's up 12% this year and it was up 7% last year. And uh, if you'll remember back in the March 22 or March 2020 coronavirus crisis, the dollar in a couple of days when it looked like the economy was going to collapse made every developed market currency, developed market, not just developing market, look like uh, an EM currency. I mean, the dollar is a bastion of safety amongst international investors. As much as you think that uh, you know America's going to going out to pasture or whatever it may be, 
Everyone abroad still wants to own dollars, and they still want to own assets uh, denominated in dollars. And what's the divergence that's going on in developed market economies right now is absolutely insane. Uh, you know, you think about the yen, the pound, the ECB. These these countries and you know are that are economic competitors. Well, they're our allies. Uh, they are not going to raise rates anywhere close to what we're doing. And so what does that mean? It's like the, the dollar and U.S. dollar-denominated assets are like this giant vacuum uh, sucking up global investor flows. And that is going to mean that the competitiveness of multinational businesses is greatly diminished relative to their smaller counterparts here. You know, small caps and mid caps in the United States derive a huge portion of their revenue, depending on the asset class, 85 to 90 percent of their revenues come uh, from domestic sources. That is definitely not true of the S&P 500. Uh, Microsoft warned about this a couple weeks ago, but uh, Adobe did as well, I think, a week and a half ago. But uh, multinational competitiveness, when you're a tech company that's selling software denominated in dollars across the globe, and that software is 19 percent more expensive uh, in dollar terms than it was a year ago, uh, you are going to face diminished competitiveness. And so uh, just highlighting that relative disparity, uh, that small cap outperformance has been pretty small, but go down to the emerging markets, uh, EMs down 15 percent. Uh, of course, China embarking on a ton of easing, uh, monetary easing, so embarking on the complete opposite uh, of what the United States is doing. So you'll likely anticipate Chinese goods to get comparatively uh, less expensive, uh, which you know should worsen our trade deficit. Um, but uh, small cap value, an asset class we've talked a lot about since we added it back in March of 2020, uh, down only 14% year-to-date, so dramatically outperforming the S&P. Uh, large cap value, another asset class that we added back in December of 2021, uh, has beat the S&P by 7%. Uh, of course, that largely driven by overweightings to uh, energy and materials names within, uh, that, uh, within that asset class. But... Um, High-yield bonds uh, down 12% year-to-date. Uh, the aggregate bond index significantly off the lows, still down 10.4%. So safety actually underperformed cash by a bit. Um, but it's been a rough year to be an overly conservative investor as well. Uh, not a lot of hide, hiding uh, in, in safety unless uh, the one bastion of safety has actually been bank loans, uh, down 5% for the year. And, of course, short-duration treasuries and tips, which are essentially flat on the year. But just wanted to give a brief recap of uh, asset class performance through the first half of the year. We usually do a midway through and a full-year uh, synopsis. But that is the lay of the land so far in capital markets in 2022. Where we are going, we shall see. But there's definitely a couple different camps. Uh, I think the peak inflation camps got a little bit of fuel uh, to their narrative this week. But... Uh, the Fed minutes point to me to a Fed funds rate that belongs somewhere between 4 and 5%. And what that's going to mean for non-profitable businesses is you're not going to exist anymore. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as always, you want to be part of the show, one 670 7117 Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
Walking this way.